0: One of, the, one of the things that um, we do in, is we train, we prepare, we, we work all year long for, for a one-week event, basically. Um, and our desire is to, to grow, to set, up a, to set up an environment where, where all of those that are around us can succeed. And uh, in that process, to be able to glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that is the f- first and foremost, that we want to be able to glorify him. But through that, we know that, that there's a work that has to happen on, for us, in us, and through us. Yeah. So I'm blessed just to, to be a part of this. And uh, Terry and I want to thank you guys and uh, thank each one of you that went this year. Um, we talked about being, in, being prepared and being in a, in a state of readiness. Yeah. And uh, that was well done. Well done. Yeah. So I'm going to turn this over to Dave, and then we'll go from there. All right. Good
1: morning. Good morning. Or uh, how I should say what I said down there, Dios tiama. God, Amen. God loves you. So just a brief, so you know where I come from. I grew up in Iowa here. I'm just done a Farm Boy. So to go on this trip, I grew up going to church with my family, but to go on this trip was way out of my comfort zone. Uh, I've never left this country but God had other plans and the, and two words in the Bible two big words in the Bible but God Amen. if you if you ever noticed that but God he had other plans and I, I want to read Matthew 2819 19 20 and It reads therefore go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age you know, I heard a guy a while back talk about that verse, and he wanted to know a little more about the word go. So he took and looked it up one wanted to know more what it said in the original language, the Hebrew and the Greek. And you know what it said? It said go. So that's a command from Jesus, our Savior, to go. But the last part of the verse is what helped me, helped me on this journey. Jesus said, I was surely... Surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age and even to Tijuana. Amen. I was fearful of leaving my safe space, my comfort zone of going to work, my home, my uh, extended family home, here. I was fearful of leaving all that behind to a country I knew nothing about. So, you know, uh, the unknown road was a b- roadblock for me, the unknown future. I was tense and worried but a verse that was brought up to the team comes from Joshua 1 9 on. have I not commanded you be strong and courageous yes. do not be terrified nor dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go and you know wherever you go that includes Tijuana Amen. I know and I believe Jesus went ahead of me and with He with me and within me on this trip a trip or a, a huge comfort to me as I began seeing the day's trip away to where we were gonna go. I got out of my comfort zone on this trip. I was so far out of my comfort zone, I really had to learn, lean on Jesus and trust in him each day. Amen. For each day was different. I think about Forrest Gump, and one of the famous lines he said out of his movie, it says, life's the, of, the of chocolate, you never know what you get. Well, on this trip, not knowing, we knew. I knew what we were gonna do each day, but I didn't know how it was going to go. And it was just a box of chocolate. Each day was different. The first day we went to a men's rehab. I was amazed. There was like 40 or 50 guys in the room there. And I, I shared my testimony along with others that day. And I sang the ma- Amazing Grace. And wasn't really planned, but the guys all joined in with me as well. That well, was amazing to hear all of them sing that. A number of men came forward and, and gave their lives to Christ that day. That was great. But what really touched my heart was when they, a group of them, asked if they could pray for us. That, that just moved me. Here we come as a team wanting to bless them, yes. and they turned and returned the blessing to us. Yes. So you never know how God's going to move in, in your life. Another time uh, that I was blessed was when we went out to the homeless. There we, we uh, fed them, uh, presented the gospel to them. We served about 100, 120 people that day. Uh, going out to the homeless is, is very uh, meaningful to me. Uh, I went out yesterday with the Street Kings here, and we learned of news where, where one of the men that we uh, that I've known a few times, and George has known a lot longer, he decided to, to end his life. and committed suicide. So it's... It's very important that we, we reach out. So it was very great it was great that we went out in Tijuana to the homeless there, and, and there's so many of them there. Uh, the 120, was it was just a guess, but there was more than that that didn't come around. My eyes have been opened up on this trip, and and, have, and the trip has changed me for the better. Uh, to conclude, I have one short story to tell you. There was a small boy walking on the shore. And there was a bunch of starfish on the shore. And he was picking them up and throwing them back into the, into the sea. And there was hundreds, if not thousands, along the shore. And this man came alongside and said, Son, what are you doing? And throwing the starfish back in the sea. And he looks and he says, There's hundreds of them. What does it matter? And the boy turns and picks up one more and, th- and throws it back in. It matters to that one. There were so many starfish in Tijuana. Um, and we did, did as the Lord commanded was to go because it mattered to that one.
0: Thank you, Dave. Um, Donita.
2: Um, when I first decided that I wanted to do uh, go to Tijuana, I was just like, yeah, I can do it. It's God's work. I do that with strickings. You know, it was just work, as I knew it was gonna be work, but God had something different in store for me. Um, but um the enemy did not like that i was going that's for sure he throughout the year they all kept trying you know they we prepare on you know you're going to have things come against you and i'm like yeah whatever you know i did cuz i i lived a shelter life so i had, i have not um been through or witnessed what i or what i'm learning since i started coming here and uh you know he tried to take me down with my elbow throughout the year sicknesses even sickness when I came back and um, but he's not he's not winning so Um, and I I'm battling um, trust I have a hard time trusting women I have a hard time trusting men just because of things that have been done to me in the past Um, and that was the reason that God showed me why he wants me to go on this trip not just to do his work but he's pulling off layers of not trusting him, not even trusting him. Um, I have a problem with giving God all the control, because um, I like to be in control. <laughs> um, Mike could probably contest for that. Um, but, um, um, so we did a lot of preparation, and I didn't really understand um, all the preparation. Um, and you, even if you decide to go, you won't, understand it until you go you really we they they try try to explain it they they but you really don't know until you go and experience it Um, but my battle of fear of falling, God got me through that my battle of leaving my husband and the kids God got me through that so just the things that we battle before and even um, when we get there God is definitely with us Every way, so it did strengthen my faith. Um, so day one on Sunday, on the way to the men's rehab, we um, what strengthened my faith was um, Fernie as one of the um, interpretators, and we had been praying for some things for him throughout the year. And on the way there, he had let us know that our prayers, his. Our prayers for him were answered, Amen. Um, and the men at the rehab were so hungry for God's word. You could just, you could tell when we got there, like they were so hungry for it. And as they started to worship, for me, the experience when they were worshiping it—and this might sound kind of, I don't know, corny or whatever—but for me, it was like heaven had came down with a choir yeah. and. Just, it's a different. It was a different experience for just singing here at church, just all the men singing was, I don't know, it, just for me, it just hit me like, wow, heaven can really come down to earth, and I never had experienced that before. And what was really beautiful was that 13 men came up to give their lives to the Lord, and there was 13 team members. Don't say that's a coincidence, because that is God. For sure that was God showing me and as Brinley gave her testimony at the um, men's rehab I just connected to you so much I learned something from every single team member throughout my whole time that I was there and I connected with Brinley at her age when I was that age as far as um, with their fathers so And I have to say that night, the Super Bowl party was the bomb because Apostle made chicken wings, and they were so good. (laughs) Um, And then day two, we did go to the women's rehab, and I gave a testimony um, that something that I experienced when I was 16. Um, I'm going to save that for another day when God wants me to say that testimony, but um, it was where my spirit of rejection Rejection started in me, um, and I could see hope in the women's eyes that they wanted to be free from their from what was holding them down. And as I was saying my testimony, um, you don't know this, but I had put my hand like this as I was doing my testimony, and Terry had grabbed my hand, and that just um, build build trust trust with me with a woman um, just to know that she's. She's got my back. So God showed that to me. Uh, Many women came up to get prayed for, and I did witness my first uh, manifestation. (laughs) I was praying for this lady, and I call it the Elvis lip because she was like, you know, and I'm like, what's going on? And I'm, I'm looking around like she's praying for someone, everyone's praying for somebody, and then I see Terry, and I'm like... You know, I'm like, I don't know what to do. I was a little fearful, and then Terry came over. The fear kind of went away a little bit more. And then when Apostle came over, I was like, okay, okay, I believe you now. (laughs) So God showed me, yes, we do have spiritual warfare.
3: Oh no, I
2: don't don't do the Elvis. I don't do the Elvis slip very well. So.
0: the funny part about that, too, Donita, though, is just a few years earlier, Terry was the one tapping out, and she was like, <laughs> what are you you over here?
2: Well, mind you, I've lived a sheltered life, like, well, I... It's the same place that Charlie
4: thought I pushed the girl
5: down.
2: <laughs>
3: Oh, sorry for those who are online. It's the exact same place with your father-in-law. I went to go lay hands on a girl who was Elvis lippin', and (laughs) the spirit snatched her back across the chairs, and your (laughs) father-in-law pushed her down, and he said, I'd have came up swinging if she'd have did that to me. (laughs)
5: Well,
2: yeah, so I I did have to remember though, when that happens we need to pray for ourselves at no transferring or backlash and I and every time I keep forgetting to do that and Terry was like, And we pray for no backlash. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> no Elvis lip going on in here. Um and then we went to <laughs> And then we went to, after that, went to Pastor Daniel's, and that's where I did um, a craft with the kids. I did journals with them. Um, it, I wanted just them to to know, to write things down, and to be able to remember what you're feeling and what you want to talk to God about, and God wants us to write these things down so um, we it comes out better when we write them down. It was a little unorganized, but it was my first year, so... Um, I I still have some things to learn, Um, but the kids, and I also took um, Polaroid pictures where the picture comes out automatically, and oh my gosh, the smiles on their face when we did that. And um, how many rolls of films did I, I forgot. 90 pictures in one place. I should have spread it out for the other places, but they just kept coming and kept coming, and I, I couldn't say no, so Mike and I have decided that starting this month, we're gonna just keep buying film so we can have enough for all the places, because I think that they loved it. So, um, let's see. The next day, um, this was kind of an eye-opener for me, it was an emotional day, that's when we went to feed um, our neighbors, Um, as we're walking down to gather people, the smell of urine and human feces everywhere, like it was everywhere. Um, And then I was starting to get a little overwhelmed. Um, Angie's like, and you told me this later, but she went to a fossil. she's like, those girls are gonna lose it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a man started shooting up right, right in front of us. And I know it goes on here in our own states and stuff, but it, it, it was, we usually go from, in Street Kings, we just go from camp to camp. So you, it's, but this was like a whole community of people, and just to see, the hurt and um, the need of these people um, and, and uh, you don't know this but God uh, when you came back and held my hand and walked with me that helped me build trust with you so um, that was another layer of trust that I had that God had removed for me um, I saw a first time altar uh, they were a burnt altar or is that what it is? Um, never seen that before, so spiritual warfare is real, let me tell you, I never had experienced that. Um, Lily of the Valley, I'm gonna let Barb, that's Barb's testimony for Lily of the Valley. So, um, then we went to the Alomar. Um, that morning, I had talked to Mike, and this is another thing that I will suggest, that when you, if you decide to go, try to disconnect from home. Yeah. Um, yeah that again try to disconnect from home because and then i know it's hard because you have children if if you have children or or if you don't have children even just your own husband at home um, or whoever at home Um, i had called mike that morning and asked him are you praying with the kids before they leave for school because that's what i do every morning and he's like of course i am i don't want to break your your routine And so when he said that, it just touched me, and it just took me to to home. It took me to home. So when we went to the Alomar, I was so disconnected. I did not connect, and I I wasn't there to do what God wanted me to do. And so I just suggest that you try to, like, I know it's hard to leave your phones because we want to take pictures and and what have you, but um, try not to connect with home until we're done for the day like at dinner you know because after dinner you don't you're not gonna have time because literally from the time you wake up till you go to bed at night you're doing something so um i just strongly encourage that not to let home or anything distract you from what you're there to do um so um okay this one real quick if i'm taking too long please stop me but uh, at Perusia, um, I witnessed Jesus working through George and Apostle. Um, I, know I, I know I see it like here, but it was a, it was, it's just different in Tijuana than your normal church every Sunday. But um, Apostle, she impre- I was so impressed with the God in her. Um, this one gentleman could not say Jesus, and um, we've been standing there for a little while praying for him. And all of a sudden, she's like, "Huh, I got it." And she's like, "Say Yeshua." Did I pronounce it right? Shua. Yeshua. And he said it, and it's Jesus in Hebrew. And I'm like, "Dang!" <laughs> I was like, "That's good. You tricked him. not tricked him, <laughs> but tricked you, yeah, tricked the devil." <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Yeah." And so that just was that build my faith. And um,
3: <laughs> he could say Jesus. After that.
2: Yes, he could. And uh, so then George, I think, before that was praying for him. And uh, I have seen George pray for people, but down in Tijuana, you have to pray with your eyes open. Um, And so you don't normally watch around you praying with your eyes open here at church. But I was watching, I looked, I happened to look up at George and he's like, He's like, get he's like, yeah, you're coming out of him. I don't care. And he was just, he was just going at it. And I'm like, yeah, George, you go. And he was like, he was like high on God. And I'm and I know that you say that comment. And I'm like, why does she say I'm high right now? I don't because my high back in the day was a different kind of high. And when I seen him, I was like, he looks like he's on crack. but he was, he
5: was for the Lord,
2: (laughs) and it was so cool to see, because I've never seen George pray that intensely before, so that just filled, that just filled my faith, and it was a good, it was, God brought laughter to it, so, so, anyway, our, our day at, um, Day five at our Pastor Albino, the Feeding Kitchen. Um, my faith even grew grew stronger because their family was given their testimony about how, when they were children, oops, sorry, when they were children, um, their parents how strong their faith was when their mom was sick, and he just just relied on God only, and that just built my faith so much listening to them. So yeah, that was my experience at Tijuana.
0: Thank you, Donita. Yes, and I guess for me, Brittany um, next? Uh, one of the things for me, that's a, a vivid reminder that our decisions then our actions, it affects people. Yes. And even the things that happen to us, as, even as parents, our children have some, some kind of an experience with that as well. But to God be the glory, because Amen. when when we stand on the word of God and, the, and his foundation, um, he's going to work it out to to the good of those that love him. And, and, and it just yeah. it is that way. You good. Ready? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm
5: good.
6: <laughs> so, <friendly. laughs>
5: so I don't know what to start off. With. I didn't really write anything down, but um, uh I, I get it that, like, some of you are, are wondering that, hey, is this really for me? Should I really go next year? And um, you're just afraid to step out of your comfort zone. But, like, last year, I was going to become a camp counselor, and I was asking God because I didn't know if, if this was really what I was called for and what I was to do. I guess I was second-guessing myself. Um, and... Marisa, my director, taught us how to do um, a hearing session. Um, and this is part of my testimony at the men's rehab. And um, so basically, I went in into a corner, a quiet corner, and I asked God what he wanted to tell me. And, um, I just started flipping through my Bible and landing on all these references and everything, so I kept on writing them down. And then later, um, I started at the first reference that I ever wrote down, and I wrote it down, and it just went in order like that, and this is what it said. In that day, declares the Lord Almighty, I will break the yoke off their necks and tear off their bonds. No longer will foreigners enslave them. Who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like refiner's fire or launderer's soap. He will sit as a refiner or purifier of silver. He'll purify the Levites and refine them like gold or silver. When the Lord will have men who bring offerings and righteousness. You are my war club, my weapon for battle. With you, I shatter nations. With you, I destroy kingdoms. By day, you led them with a pillar of cloud, and by night, you led them with a pillar of fire to give them light on the way they were to take.
0: Wow. Is that not wisdom or what? Oh
5: and that, that was what I shared at the men's rehab. That was part of my testimony. I was overcome with fear, and that helped me pull through it. And um, I know that some of you are wondering if this is really the way you are going to take, but he will lead you with a pillar of fire or a pillar of cloud on the way you are to take. Amen. And um, anyways, <laughs> the whole week has, has been an eye-opening experience. I, I think it was a better week than last year. Um, Apparently, my spiritual gift is prophecy. <laughs> that that it just hit me out of nowhere <laughs> during one of the the times um, in the morning while we were worshiping. I I suddenly get these visions. <laughs> it's always during this song, um, "Oceans." Yeah. I had one this morning. Amen, um. So the one this morning, it was like a pavement or like cement and something came down and crashed through it. it was like an Hallelujah. asteroid. It was like an asteroid or a hand or something, but I didn't quite see, um, but like it just tore up. It was really cool to watch.
3: Before you go forward, can I share this with you? So this morning during that song, um, I have a project that I've been working on for our city, and a partner who was supposed to be with us um, decided that they were gonna go a different direction. And this, I just learned on this Thursday. So I was kinda feeling defeated about it, and I'm like, okay, Lord, are you telling us we're not supposed to do it, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm kinda expressing this to him. And I saw It was a ball um, and it was like intertwined and the Lord was smashing it down. So again, (laughs) thank you, Brindley, for my confirmation because now he's telling me you're not missing me. Keep pressing, keep moving, keep fighting, keep declaring, keep decreeing because I am with you. So trust what you're seeing, baby. God is using you. Amen. All week long, the whole week.
5: I I still have something to say.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> um. Way well, you to use your
2: voice, girl. Yes.
5: So, Danita, you were talking about the choirs of heaven, and um, at the men's rehab, like all all the. The men just um, lifted their voices, like it seemed like every single one of them were doing that, and it just reminded me of like, we're not alone. <laughs> Amen. We, um, we think that we're the only ones that are feeling this way, and that we're we're like our numbers are very small as Christians and um, brothers and sisters in Christ, um, but like that. That just reminded me, like, all God's children singing. <laughs> um, and it, it was just really cool how they all lift their voices and what lifted their voices. And it, it was just really nice to know that we're not alone because, like, in Tijuana, people are, like, all, like, oh, um, it's going to be so scary and everything. You're, you're not going to know what's going to happen and everything. But, like, it's kind of like when you're young and your parents say, you can't do this um, because I know what it feels like and I've done it before and you shouldn't do it and they don't want you to do something. But then um, you actually do it and you don't know what you're expecting and then you're like, oh, (laughs) this is what's happening. (laughs) It's very eye-opening, seriously. Anyways, that's all what I have to say.
0: Thank you, young lady. Thank you, thank you. Definitely wise beyond her years. So don't let your youth hamper your walk, okay? Whether, Whether we're youthful in age or even youthful in our Christian walk, um, God has a plan and a purpose and he wants to use each and every one of us. Uh, really? Nancy, I don't matter.
7: Well, uh, this was my second year. I went last year by myself without my husband and God, I knew God wanted him to come with me and God made a way for yeah, David come to come with me this year. So it was so nice to experience it with Dave. It was great last year, but it was even greater this year experience it with my husband. Um, I agree with everything that's been said so far. We saw miracles, signs, and wonders every single day. And there were confirmations after confirmations after confirmations that we were doing the right things. I shared um, at Parousia, um Eva helped me. We had a book called You Are Special by Max Licato. And um, we had a Spanish copy that we left there with, the, with Rolando and Ruby. And Eva read the book and I showed the pictures and I kinda added to the story. And um, I also did my testimony there. And part, the big part of my testimony was um, when I was a little girl, my dad told me I was a mistake and I shouldn't have been born, and i never amount to anything and never, no good and blah blah blah. But um, that was how I started the, the story that you are special, and I had four scripture verses that went with it: um, Psalm 139:14, "I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made." Jeremiah 1:5. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you as my prophet to the nations. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. In Ephesians 2:10 for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So, and we also had stickers to give the kids that said you are special in Spanish, had a heart, and had you are special with a cross. And I felt at the end of the day, even I felt that we had 26 kids ages four through 10, and in a little tiny, tiny room with toys. And the kids were just all over the place and want to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. So I felt like they really hadn't listened and they really didn't get much out of what we had done. But Friday, the next day, Pastor Rolando and Ruby were with us Friday night because <coughs> worship at the end of the week. And and Dave and I sat by Rolando and Ruby. And Rolando told me that there were kids that came up on Friday, the day after, wanted to read the book in Spanish, and we're talking about that book and how in the scripture verses I had said, and one little girl had come up to Ruby and said, That's my testimony. That's what my dad told me when I was little. And it was just confirmation that they were listed, <laughs> and I also asked um, Rolando since we were talking to him last year the very first day we were there I heard my ankle going up the stairs and when we were at Pastor Rolando's church we prayed for the staff and I had seen a woman walk up that was limping And I noticed that because of my ankle. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. Nobody else on the team noticed. And they prayed for her ankle. And I asked Rolando if he remembered that and and how that lady was doing. He said she never, because she had a tumor in her foot. And he said she didn't have to have surgery, the tumor disappeared. It was going, and she was serving in ministry, I can't remember where he said, somewhere, she was somewhere else, but she was healed. And that it was from last year. And God, I felt God used that, my ankle being sore because I noticed her ankle. So it, it was an amazing trip, it was just awesome.
0: Thank you, Nancy. So um, yeah, I will let Bridget.
8: Um, So my name is Bridget and this was my third trip. Um, Several in my family had gone in previous years and um, had always come back. And so when I started going, I didn't really know what to expect. And I've discovered also in going my second and my third time, you know, you think, oh, okay, I kind of know what's going on, then I know what's gonna happen. No, (laughs) it's not true. I mean, it, it does help with your comfort level a little bit, but God always shows up and does things that you've never planned on, and I'm so thankful for that. And we knew that he would this year too. We just didn't really know quite what it looked like, but oh boy, it was it was a really good week. And everything that you guys have talked about, um, I I guess I wanted to share this morning more how, um, given all those experiences, what how I felt God was growing me throughout the week, because every year he's. Teaching me, and even through the year in in preparation, and I'm taking a class with Apostle Moody, and um, I've just grown so, so, so much. It's just mind blowing, and I, (laughs) I can share. Growing up, I grew up in Reformed Church, and didn't really. They, they had very good Bible teaching, but didn't talk about the Holy Spirit. Didn't believe in signs and wonders. I had no idea, and I would remember, like reading the Book of Acts as like a teenager and being like, oh, you know, like, I feel so, gy- like, I wish that, you know, God would work like that nowadays and I just had no idea until I had my eyes open and going on the missions trip and then spending time um, just learning more about the Holy Spirit and growing in um, my confidence to be able to hear him correctly. And I discovered through the years and through even this trip and um, that i always have been hearing him i just didn't know it or you know we we rationalize and we talk ourselves out of it like i don't know if you know that was probably just some silly idea that i got in my head um that just came not from god i don't know if that's from god but um it's really helped me like you were saying to build my trust in god because um i i struggled with my faith for a long time and it's something that he's been building me in me also um, just throughout the week and our different experiences um, I'm growing in battling fear which is something I've also always battled um, God will lay it on my heart to go and pray for somebody if they're talking about something they're struggling with or you know like I'll, I'll get like I don't know if you want to call them visions I'll just like get a vision of like it happened several times during the week before praise and worship like I was in the shower the one morning and I had this vision like oh I really feel like you know some of our team needs prayer you know and so I offered that that morning even though it's scary for me and I still have to battle through those you know thoughts and um, opposition you know that like doesn't want you to step forward in faith you know to do what God's kind of putting it on your heart to do. And I just want to encourage you. He's encouraged me so much this week. Every time I step forward in faith to listen in obedience, to do what he's asking me to do, he always rewards it. He will not leave you hanging. <laughs> if if he's showing you something that is like, oh, I don't know about that. That sounds really scary. If you just take the one step that he's asking you to do, he'll give you the next step after that. It's trusting him with each step um, that grows my faith and it grows faith in you know everybody when you trust him in that way um, I feel like I'm kind of talking in circles so I apologize but um that's one way how he's been growing me and all throughout the week like you were saying I would get confirmation then you know of things that I was kind of sensing that the Lord wanted me to say or like when we pray for people you know at the rehab or at, even with the team in the morning you know that's something that was really hard for me to overcome and I've really had to step out in boldness and try and do it. I know that I'm growing and I'm so thankful, it's all God. It's completely all the Holy Spirit working in me. And he's the same Holy Spirit that is in all of us. And sometimes we just have to get past our own rationalizations and our own thoughts and the enemy attacking us with those thoughts in our mind. Um, That was one of the messages that we shared (laughs) this week, which is another confirmation because we were going to Abilino's feeding kitchen We knew that there was going to be two different sessions. The first session was going to be um, a women's Bible study while the kids played outside. And then the second session we were gonna switch and do VBS with the kids inside and share a message with everybody outside. We didn't really know who was gonna do what when we got there, but we made a plan and she had prepared, Stephanie had prepared um, the women's Bible study message. Didn't know, I didn't know what the message was and i had prepared a message just in my testimony the week before we left um and it was a terrible week by the way like spiritual warfare (laughs) on a level i've never experienced before like leading up and i think a lot of the team experienced that for those of you don't know there was there was like three different car accidents there was like even during the week there was people getting their bank accounts drained dry like crazy and everybody being sick when we got home but it, it's just and there was things in my family my mother-in-law fell like she did last year you know again and it was like okay should I go or should I not go and my husband held it down while I was gone praise wow. God <laughs> yeah. well, all this to say I managed to spi- find in that whole week of craziness through hospitals and surgeries in that week to to hammer out something I felt like I was setting on my heart that he's been teaching me. And it was on the weapons of our warfare. Um, something that I had to learn for myself that he's, um, I feel like other, so many people struggle with, it's the mental battle. Um, and so some of our weapons that um, I've learned are the word of God. And I, had, I made little cards, you know, that I would hand out throughout the year, I handed out to my family, I hand it out to people at my church and I people on our team um, to just help those mental battles. And then um, the word of God, there's a whole list of them and I don't have them in front of me at the moment, um, but that was what my message was on. And so I gave the message with the adults during the VBS and it all lined up perfectly with what she had planned, vetting the voices yes. and then what I had planned followed up. and you. If you ever need confirmation, you look up and look in the, in the faces of the people that you're, are listening and you can just see that that's the word that they needed that day. Um, it, was, it was just, it, it was so good and all the glory be to God because it just flowed perfectly.
5: You,
8: people needed to know it. And so that again was confirmation for me, um, just to be able to step out and say what I feel God is leading me to say. And not be afraid because he doesn't, like I said, he doesn't leave you hanging. Um, offering to pray for somebody, you know, and just saying, saying the words because he gives you the words. You just have to be open to receiving them. And again, just, you know, saying, God, I just trust you. Give me the words and he won't leave you hanging. Um, I think I've said most everything I want to say. Basically don't give up praying either, the power of prayer, we needed it this week and we are so thankful for the people at home that we're leading up to and during the week while we were there, the prayer um, kept us lifted, it's so important. Um, And it was answered, God answered your prayers. We saw them, just with the things that were happening. Um, And it reminds me of the song that we sang at the beginning, you know, the Waymaker song, even when we can't see it, he's working, it's so true. Amen.
0: Thank you, Bridget. So, I'd like to invite Miss Jody up. Uh, Miss Jody had some struggles, and uh, I'll let her share her her testimony as well. But I think it's uh, also packed with wisdom as well.
6: So, a couple of weeks before leaving, I had some health. Issues um, come up, and um, I was having a lot of nerve pain at night, and I wasn't sleeping. Um, and the week before, we didn't have pantry, but we had Bible study, and I came and George came up to me because you know you can pretend you're, everything's great, but George, you know, knows when something's wrong, and he just gave me a hug and he said, Are you okay? Are you feeling okay? And I just said, I'm just really tired. And then um, we have a book study that. Terry and Donita and Nancy and I are doing. Um, we're going through the pigs in the parlor study, and we had moved, we normally Monday night, but we'd moved it to Sunday because Monday through Friday, the week before leaving, um, we were all uh, praying um, together. So um, Terry asked if I was, um, uh, she was going or asking what everybody need to pray for, and she just came out of the room and said, Are you sleeping okay? And I just said, no, <laughs> I'm not, because nerve pain at night, I mean, it's just, it's, it's something I can't describe. And I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't, it, I just wasn't in a good spot. So, um, so I went to the doctor, and I told Terry, I went to the doctor on Monday, or I had scheduled, I had a doctor's appointment scheduled for that Monday, um, February 5th. And um, the team was leaving that Saturday, February 10th. And the doctor had submitted an urgent referral to a specialist. And so, all week, we were all praying that I was going to hear back from that specialist. And, you know, um, I was still going to be able to go. I um, waited and waited. And I called multiple times, never got into the specialist. So, Friday morning, the 9th, the day before we left, I called the doctor. And i made an appointment and she strongly suggested that i i not go so i came home and i had a moment with god and i didn't i was not hearing from him on whether i was supposed to go or supposed to stay so i called dork and terry and of course as soon as i answered the phone start bawling. <laughs> and i told them what the doctor said and as i was explaining what the doctor said i realized God was talking to me, my flesh just didn't wanna hear it. I knew I wasn't supposed to go because I needed to stay home and take care of me. And so George and Terry and I talked through it. Um, we talked about the medical care in Mexico and how it's slow and, and if something were to happen there um, and you know if it didn't get handled in a timely manner and permanent stuff was done. But then I realized, also, it wasn't just dangerous for me to go but it would have affected my team and it would have been dangerous, you know, it would have affected them in that if something were to happen, it would have taken them away from what God sent them there to do. Um, So um, uh, one of the scriptures that I was meditating on the week, uh, during the week was, um, 1 Thessalonians 5 12 says, And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. I was like, Why does that keep going through my head? Why is that scripture on my heart? I was like, What does admonish mean? So I studied it a little. It means to caution or reprove gently, to warn. Um, and also, Proverbs 11:14, 14, where there's no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So, you know, I've been, a, you know, in my past, I've been a bit stubborn. Um, <laughs> you know, I, not not me, ever. Um, you know, things that happened, I did not trust authority. I did not trust leaders. I did not trust, I didn't want guided, guidance from them at all, especially men. But I have learned that... Sorry. but i have learned that that especially proverbs eleven fourteen, 14 how there is safety in a multitude of counselors and when i got done talking to george and terry i felt um, i was still upset that i couldn't go but being able to call george and terry and decide together that i wasn't supposed to go it was just so completely because di- before i would have just gone i wanted to go i planned to go i raised money to go my first year going, Jaleel told me we were on the mountain um, with that guy that, and the dogs and all that, Jaleel told me, he just looked at me and he's like, you just look like a missionary. So in my head, I'm like, I'm supposed to go, I'm supposed to be there. Um, but that, that affected me, that just, yeah. <laughs> so I learned um, as much as I wanted to go and and be a blessing to the people of Tijuana. I knew, because we were praying for house in November, every Tuesday as a team, I knew what each team member was struggling with, and I knew what the staff there was struggling with, and I could pray for them in a different way. Um, And God, this is going to probably make me lose it, but I'm going to say. So Sunday, when they were going to the men's rehab, I woke up. some reason super early well i'm not not for some reason but dave and charlie were on my heart because i knew that they were going to speak or i had an inkling that they were going to speak at the men's rehab and i know i don't know dave as well as george but we've served together with the homeless ministry here a lot and i have so much respect for you and i was so excited that you were going this year and my prayer for the prison ministry is that in Iowa it, um, you know, gets back going because, um, you know, my brother is in prison and I've recently been going to visit him, and um, I just your testimony and I just I don't know it was this cool that God woke me up in the middle of you know like three in the morning just specifically to pray for you and Charlie and your testimony so. <laughs> and just one more thing quick Um, no amount of work surpasses the amount of prayer that goes into it and that doesn't stop when the team lands in Tijuana it stops when they return home after their mission is complete and I prayed a a lot for them and multiple people reached out to me during that week saying they felt, felt my prayers and coming from my first year When it was my turn to pray, I would hang up. (laughs) I would hang up the phone. I I would hang up. (laughs) And I used to be so scared to pray. I used to be, but now it's just, it it is, it's natural. And, you know, we had Bible study Thursday, and I volunteered to pray. And Mrs. Velda said something several years ago about me being a prayer warrior. And I was like... I can't even. Mm-mm, not me. <laughs> but and then Thursday or Wednesday, my church has Bible study, and I prayed then. And it's just been a pleasure to just pray for everybody. And and also, I had a chance with the Lord to um, realize some changes that I needed to make. And I, um, I want to be as healthy as I can to do what God has called me to do. So taking a little break and focusing on me was. You deserve it, dear. You deserve it.
0: You deserve it. So, who of us in in the room has not struggled with trust issues at one point or another, on on one level or another? Fear. Um, I think you know. Doesn't matter whether you're man, woman, child. You 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 battle that at some point in your life, and, and maybe still do. Uh, God wants us to, to turn to him in, in everything and in all things. Uh, I know this, this last week, um, as we returned home, but the week prior, um, I guess one of the scriptures that, that was going through my mind again this morning was Revelation twelve eleven, I believe, um, by the blood of the Lamb and the, and the word of his testimony. And uh, I think you've heard a, a beginnings of, of what God has done in, in multiple people's lives. Uh, I know everyone on the team a year ago, whether it be 14 years ago for Terry and I, uh, never saw us doing this. Never, never would have thought that that was even a a possibility. But uh, listen to the Lord. God gives you that uh, God-given gut instinct. And you know right, you know wrong. And if you, if you believe that the Lord is telling you something, sharing with you, um, turn to that multitude of counsel. Um, you know where they're at. They're up here every week, back there in the sound booth every week. Um, if Terry and I are part of that, great, but uh, reach out. Reach out to somebody because uh, the Lord has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. And... Uh, it's truly, truly a blessing for us to, to be a part of it. Never in my wildest dreams did I ever expect when I was in all my my uh, chaos in my life, when I was running and gunning, what have I expected to have a nonprofit ministry? And then yet a few years later, it's uh, a couple hands. Terry and I asked us, would you be willing to take this over? And uh you know, we, we certainly prayed about it, but we did not have a clue what that looked like. And we would have probably cut and run if we did, you know, I mean, just, I'm just straight up. I mean, um, so, I mean, God has taken me from a, from a little, little farm town on a reservation in Nebraska to all over the world almost. I mean, in a lot of ways. And, um, helping to lead an international missions trip. So um, I guess if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. I know he can. Um, are we going to allow him that opportunity to do that? We all stumble. We all fall. Um, sometimes I stumble and fall multiple times a day. Well, I get up at, at the end of the day, and my knees are all skinned up. But then they heal when I get on my knees and pray. They begin to heal he wants us healed he wants us well and i'm just i'm blessed guys i'm blessed to be able to be a part of this each and every one of you you're a blessing in my life so for you folks online we want to thank you for uh for listening um if you don't know jesus as your lord and savior please turn to somebody and and ask um, if anybody wants prayer today there's certainly a team of folks that would love to pray with you. Um, yep, our sister's got something she wants to share.
4: I'm up here too. They just sit back and they're so quiet and, and so humble. But this lead, these leaders right here for Spirit Midwest, you guys, you did an amazing job. You're not only blessing Tijuana doing this, you're blessing each and every one of us because you guys get to see, as she always says, the fruits of your labors. You're raising us up in such a great way. You, guys, you did an amazing job, you really did. You did an amazing job in your teachings. To get down there always to hear, there's no team that comes behind and set those captives free the way that we go down there and do it. And it's to God be the glory. And thank you guys so much because we've seen them set free this time. They were set free regardless of the things that we had to go through prior, regardless of the things that we're going through today. God got all the glory when we was down there. And thank you guys so much for what you do. I know it's hard. I know there's hard-headed Angie, and I tell you this every year, that wants to do it her way when she gets down there but you have a very soft way of pulling me back, and I appreciate it. I thank you for your training, because you guys, without this training, we'd never, ever been able to do what God has sent us down there to do, because we did experience some things, and I just really want you guys to know that you're appreciated. You really are appreciated, and I love you guys both. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah. At the end of the week, we we try to gather up the the Puente de Amistad staff and uh, everyone that we've, uh, some of the people that we've worked with anyway, the local pastors and that, and and get a chance to worship together and and share some some testimonies. And um, part of what Angie shared there was that what was spoken over us by the by the assistant directors that spent the week with us, that they don't see any other team do missions work, ministry work like we like we do when we're down there, um, and that is strictly from the Lord Jesus Christ. As I sat around, <laughs> as I sat around the kitchen table down there one night by myself. I was looking on the wall, and they, they have pictures of different teams that have went throughout the course of the year, and um, some from 2015 on through 2024. And in the year of 2020, there was two pictures. There was two pictures. One was the Puente de Amistad mission staff, and they built a house for a family. The other picture, that was Spirit Midwest Ministries. It blows my mind to hand up the favor that God has on this team and how he uses the people that go from Des Moines, Iowa, Homer, Nebraska, Huxley, Iowa, wherever we're from, he uses us in a way that stretches us, that, that stretches us beyond our wildest dream. And, and all I can say is, thank you, Lord, hallelujah, because that's special, it's rare, it's, it's different. They see something different. The translators come up to me and said, you guys, you guys, we want to learn from you. We want to learn from you. What what do you do? You do things differently. What do you do? We train. That's that's why we ask Apostle to continue to to help us train more and get a better, deeper understanding of what we're getting into and and how we can uh, battle those things. We fast. We pray. We put the raincoat on. Because when we go down there praying, we're expecting that if if we put the raincoat on, it's going to rain. In Jesus' name, name, it's going to happen. We don't always know what's going to happen, but we know that Jesus is going to move. And just because he moved yesterday or this morning, where does he want want me to go this afternoon? Where does he want me to be at now? Am I willing to move with him? Are you willing to move with him? Let's close out in prayer. Heavenly Father, Holy Lord Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for the spirit of life that you breathe in each and every one of us here today. Lord God, the, the blood running through our veins and the air in our lungs, Lord God, that uh, this bone structure in these bodies none of it happens without you. Lord God, not by our mind, not by our power, but by your Holy Spirit. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for training us. We thank you for walking with us. We thank you for talking with us. We thank you for the visions and dreams from the youngest to the oldest. We thank you for people that help us interpret that and what that may mean, whether it's for us or whether it's for the body. Lord God, we... Uh, we can never repay you other than hallelujah and amen, Lord God. Father God, we just thank you. Lord God, continue to, to heal those that are ill. Lord God, help us to continue to battle and to press on. Restore the finances tenfold. That anything that's, that the evil one has taken away from us, Lord God, we just, uh, we just pray that you multiply it in, for your use. So, Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for our families. We thank you for our church family. We thank you for, uh, we thank you for it all. And it's in Jesus' mighty name that we pray. Amen.